Hi everyone, my name is Renee Huang. I'm the founder of Wild Women Tribe and the host of Ignite Podcast, where we are uniting women, doing inspirational things in the community on topics that matter. Today, we will be talking about the art of self-care. So we're moving into the holiday season and things are getting even more busy and hectic than usual. And it's a really good time to remind ourselves to recenter and um, think of what's important and look after ourselves. So I'm excited to introduce to you um, two of my guests, Melissa Height, who is a sexual health consultant and educator, and Kelly Pfaff, who is the owner of um, the Prospect Executive, Executive Suites co-working space up here in Park City. Yes. So welcome, ladies. Thank you. Um, part of the fun for me is introducing two women who I know don't know each other, but who have so much in common, because I think we as people <laughs> really do and allowing kind of the organic conversation to flow. So I'm really excited to have you both here to talk about that whole idea of self-care because it is kind of an art and mm -hmm. it's something that takes intention and takes attention. <laughs> so I wanted to start there and maybe um, go through what your perception is of self-care. Do you wanna start, Melissa, sure. what that sure, means thanks. to you? Yeah, I see um, self-care and self-love as an, as an action um, an action for, of course, caring for oneself. And when we view it as an action rather than a feeling, we automatically assume accountability and responsibility for ourselves. Um, yeah. Because it's not just happening to you. It's like something that takes your um, deliberate attention. Attention, right? like you said, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. What about yeah. you, Kelly? Well, it's funny. I mean, self-care, self-love, um, I mean, are they all the same? I think they are. But like when I think of self-care, it's like taking care of your, there's that physical piece of yourself, of making sure that your your body, your mind, right? But then there's that piece of self-care where it's like what we were saying earlier before the show, the podcast started, is like that ability to say no and set boundaries for yourself. Or maybe um, you decide to um, like, you know, take a stance on something that's going to protect your well-being. I feel like, you know, that can come in different sh shapes and forms like that, not just about the yeah. physical and the mind. I feel like our world is kind of moving into this realm where self-care is really encouraged and talked about. Mm -hmm. And growing up, I don't really remember having exposure to that. Like, life just kind of happened, and I feel like family dynamics and relationships were kind of, for me, they were just places to air out and act out in a way, mm -hmm. you know, and I feel like a lot of my relationships then were like that as well, very unintentional and just kind of full of drama and um, getting hurt and making up and, you know, for me, um, this whole idea is really kind of innovative because I feel like, oh, we don't have to be treating each other in a way that's, that doesn't feel good, you know? Right. And, um, this whole idea of like spiritual hygiene or um, <laughs> awareness, you know, is just like something that I find coming up more and more in common everyday interactions. I think so too. Well, I think it's part of this world we're living in. I know everyone's saying that. I think we're all trying to find a way to stay grounded as the world's changed. I mean, technology, we're interacting all the time. There's no, there's, we don't, we have to make time for ourselves 
and set boundaries in today's world for sure more than ever. I think we're interacting but we're not connecting. Yes. Right, so it's like bombardment but then yes. you feel like where are the people, where's the humanity behind it, mm -hmm. right? And it starts with us first mm -hmm. um, and so then true. once we're looking after ourselves only then can we extend out. I think we really lack connection in our world because yeah. we really lack connection with ourselves and with our own body. Um, we've mentioned boundaries a couple times and that's a, a big topic of conversation for me and a thing I really love to talk about. And I think a lot of us don't understand what boundaries are. It's this like nebulous, ineffable thing that we don't quite get. <laughs> and it's because we're not connected with ourselves and with our bodies and our, our boundaries are are found within our being, within our, within our physical body, with connecting with our physical self in the moment. We can't make boundaries or set boundaries until we understand what our own boundaries are. So we hear this set boundaries and I think oftentimes we get, feel guilty for not setting a boundary because we don't know what that even means for ourselves. That's true. So yeah. Yeah. we gotta connect with our bodies and ourselves before we can set boundaries, before we can connect with others. And we often try to connect outward when, when we're missing step one. And step one it's is true. the connection with the self. The, the relationship with our body is the only relationship we can't leave in this lifetime. <laughs> we can't escape it in this lifetime. And we try to do everything to ignore it and not really connect there. And to numb it out and to not All listen to it. and of to like kind of try to talk ourselves into something else. Anything and everything mm. but actually connecting with ourselves. It's funny you say that because I just went um, to a shaman was in town from Peru into Park City and that was one of the first things he said where he was talking about you need to see yourself as a body. We don't tr we don't look in the mirror we say oh there's Kelly but no it's your body and you need to speak mm -hmm. to it and it was really I mean that one little thing really changes the way you look at yourself because you can talk to yourself. Absolutely. Which is really quite amazing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's I, so okay, help us find boundaries. How do we do that? Well, I was <laughs> curious too. I mean, is this awareness something that you guys um, have always had? Was this your background or was there, can you talk a little bit about where your personal history came from that led you to this awareness? What awareness? The awareness of okay. self care and boundaries and your, your body connection. Yeah. I don't remember self-care and self-love ever being a topic growing up. Like I never even heard those words. I never, that wasn't even a concept that was in my sphere growing up. I think it was probably in my mid-twenties when it became a concept. Um, my connection with my body I did come in with and that was always innate for me. And um, I was an athlete and just hyper aware of my physical being. So that is something that I've just always had. Um, and a lot of my work has grown from from that core. I'm lucky, I feel like, to have that because I don't think everyone comes in with, mm -mm. well, of course we do, but life tears us out of that. I don't know. I've always been pretty solidly anchored within my physical being, I would say. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. What about your experience, Kelly? Um, I think probably mine has come more so, and I've always been um, fascinated by, you know, sort of um, like being an optimist and having, um, I guess, how would I say that? It doesn't really pertain to self-love, I guess, but always always taking care of myself has always been a theme for myself, whether it's reading books, psychology, or you know, getting support that way, or working out. But I think for me where it's really kicked in is in the last, when I lost my husband in 2013, 
and I went from being a stay-at-home mom to a mom and a dad and everything my life kind of like my rug was you know from underneath me and I really was falling apart and you know had to find things to whether I was doing the same things reading books you know working out but yoga which is where you start to learn about mindfulness because um, every day it is a challenge sometimes and trying to find that part that feeds you you know that keeps you um, I don't know same I guess mm -hmm. and I think self-love and boundaries is one of those that's where it's just become like how can I where how do I do this mm -hmm. in the last five years probably but every day it's a journey right and trying to pick up new yeah. tools yeah that's amazing. I think um, life can present us with all sorts of opportunities that we will never know them until they present themselves and then we have to face them. Yeah. Um, it's interesting, I think, with social media being so ever-present, there's the constant bombardment of imagery, of perfection, of people only really choosing to post the shiniest moments of their lives. and. Um, almost using the notion of being busy with pride mm. and um, there being judgment and shame attached with not having everything together. You know, we don't, even though I think self-love is becoming more of a topic, I don't think we like to talk about the dirty underside or the, the ways that we might be failing or um, not succeeding in that way that yeah. we associate with. Um, so how do you kind of, what is your reaction to that? Well, I mean, it's funny, I just went, um, that guy that's speaking, uh, he's on tour across mm -hmm. the country, Colin, he was just in Heber speaking on social media and, mm -hmm. you know, the destruction of that, and that's a whole other podcast, right? I mean, that what it's doing to teenagers and to society. I'm a, not a big advocate for social media. I know that it's important and we have to use it. Um, but it's true, like even, I'm not a big social media person, but you know, I have to go on there and like, let's say I meet this new person and I'm like, now I'm looking at their social media and you're looking at your, God, that girl's beautiful. And like, look at all these things I start to feel. I feel that like um, envy or that jealousy or I don't know. I feel depressed, actually. It makes me feel not like I'm, and I love my life. So I see how that, and I'm an adult, right? And I can understand that, but for kids and this world, it's a scary place, because mm -hmm. it is it's real. It's confusing. Okay, very confusing. Because yeah. you want to be happy for that person. Oh, look at all the, but it, the way it presents itself with all the perfect shots, and just like, mm, I don't know. It's very complicated. So I stay away from it if I can. Do you really? Yes. Do you have kind of like social media fasting or you just don't go on? Yeah, or? fasting. Just mm. quickly see what I need to see and mm. get off. But like if I'm drawn, if that person pulls me in, I have to tell myself, get off there mm. and manage that. I know it sounds, am I just being totally no. honest right now or what? Yes. Yeah. It's perfect. It, the, it's problematic when it's out of balance. Mm -hmm. Social media is a beautiful way of us connecting, you know, in, in a new way. Um, and it can be a wonderful, healthy, beautiful thing, but mm -hmm. it needs to be in balance and you need to have your own boundaries that sounds like you're really good at where you know this is becoming an unhealthy path. I'm going into an envious state of mind when I'm looking at this other person. Right. And so you have your own solid boundary to say, I'm going to stop this. Yeah. Yes. I definitely have limitations to my um, 
all of my electronic use. It's not just social media, but all face in electronics. I definitely need to have more of myself in nature. I need to talk mm -hmm. to a tree more than I need to talk to a computer, <laughs> right? Uh, like, for me to be in balance, yeah, I need to have remind myself of the the real world connection and what connection really does mean to me, and not the illusion of connection. Yeah, it's easy to get mixed up in the illusion. It's designed for that, right? It, I mean, I think absolutely. scientifically it hits off all the dopamine triggers and we get that right. rush and that high and so I think for me one of the most astounding things was to read something about maybe it was Bill Gates or another big um, tech giant limiting their children's exposure right. to cell phones or iPads or something um, because they knew themselves that they created unhealthy expectations and things. Yeah and we have to help kids today with that. I mean that's part of their self-love, right? Is mm -hmm. taking, that's not taking care of them. There should be, you know, some sort of rules around that. We as parents have to help that, I believe. Well, moving back to, um, we were talking about um, just why it's important. Why do you think for women especially, it's important to have um, a self-love, self-care routine? Mm. <laughs> I, I may be just an idealistic dreamer and if I am, I'm not the only one, and it's okay. Um, <laughs> but I really feel like if women and everyone, I really feel like everyone really focus on, on self-love and learning boundaries first and taking care of themselves first, we can really alter the fabric of our society. We can really alter the structures and the way our whole systems work by, com by growing from the inside out and not trying to do another, another way. I think that's the way to grow and to have healthy uh, relationships in the world. Well, growing up, you know, I kind of felt like the relationships around were things that I needed to learn how to manage because mm -hmm. I didn't learn that the centeredness comes from within, mm -hmm. right? So it became this like battle of controlling different aspects of my life and different people in my life and like thinking that I needed to communicate better how I wanted them to behave in order for me to feel a certain <laughs> way. It's very conditional, but I think that's how our lives are really set up and we are kind of taught or we learn somehow that success in your life means managing the people around you, <laughs> right? And it's, I mean, it sounds so funny to say that now, but I feel like life can happen around you and the relationships are a reflection of where you are within yourself. But that mm -hmm. didn't come to me till quite mm -hmm. recently. And I think a lot of people are still stuck in, you know, oh, this relationship with my husband will get better if, right? <laughs> and it's that scary word, if, where you use that, you're like, oh, I'm trying to control someone else in order to kind of mask or improve my own experience. Right. Yes. You're nodding. What, no. what do you have to say, Kelly? Oh, no, sorry. I was just, I was thinking of all these podcasts I listened to on mm. that, you know. Yeah. Um, but no, absolutely. I mean, hey, I'll, I'll admit I, I have a codependent personality. I've discovered later in my life. And I always thought that meant that I'm, I'm like codependent. I'm independent, you know, but I do have, I think I grew up in a controlling family. So I have this sense of wanting to control all these things around me. And that can be maddening. So I'm trying to learn now as an adult, like, you know, this process of just letting go. I mean, we can only control ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I think there is peace in that because, God, then we have full control, right? right? But it's easier said than done. So that's, I think, where that self-love and just that inward 
coming mm -hmm. out, really taking care of mm -hmm. us, ourselves. And I don't know, you, I would love to hear your steps on that, how that works. Yeah, do you have some there's suggestions? Yeah, there's some mm. definitely some necessary components to it, I feel like. Um, consistency mm. is huge. You can't have any relationship that's thriving and healthy in any way unless you're consistently checking in with it. You can't expect you, you and your husband to be fine if you don't talk for days, weeks, months, or longer. Mm -hmm. And how often do you talk to your body? Do you actually talk to your body? <laughs> right? Once a week. <laughs> yeah, some people never. Some people have never even heard that concept, uh, concept yeah. at all. And, and why would you talk to your own body, right? Yeah. Um, so consistency is a huge piece. Mm. Um, I think with all of our self-love practices, it needs to be done in the vein of, um, like in a heart-based way, in a loving way. We can't we can't be guilty about our, we can't be taking a bath or getting a massage or doing the things we need to do and have guilt about it and think that we should be doing something else or something else is more important. My therapist never says, or he says never say should. It's should. A, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because it just it already puts you in that, yeah. oh, sad. That shame. That shame. And judgment. Yes. Mm -hmm. So we need to train ourselves to be loving mm -hmm. as we're loving ourselves. Because we can do the routines, we can do the yoga classes and the meditations, whatever, and our mindset could be um, still self-deprecating and punishing and um, not so kind and loving to ourselves. Those thoughts that we have about ourselves mm -hmm. are the foundation for yeah. everything, right? Mm -hmm. It's yes. like how you'll allow other people to talk to you yes. if that's how your mm -hmm. internal dialogue is with yourself. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we need to change our internal dialogue to, to a loving nature, to saying to ourselves that this is good and this is important work. This, I remind myself sometimes, like if I'm staring at the clouds, or if I'm playing with my hair, or like whatever I'm doing, I remind myself, this is important work. This is, this is progress for me to sit here under this tree, or whatever it is that I'm doing. I have to kind of like self-massage myself, like this is okay, and this is important, and retrain myself for that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Mm -hmm. What I about get you? Under a tree. Do you have, you have some routines that you do or practices that you follow. I feel like you're very good at setting boundaries and like picking and choosing what needs your attention. I try. It's a work in progress. Yeah. Um, you know, I, from a physical standpoint, I, you know, I try to do yoga regularly, but, um, and I, I try to have a balanced life. I do. And that's not easy because what does balance really mean? But I always tell my kids, too much is too much, too little is too little. And that applies to anything, right? Whether it's sugar, like it's okay to have sugar, just, you know, even not having any, having too little sugar is not okay, right? I mean, too little, so I think that finding that moderation for me is always try to how I try to practice and live my life. Um, but I don't know specifically, but you know, we all have our morning routines, right? I really try to have that morning ritual of when you wake up and I try to avoid not rushing to the coffee machine, I, you know, whatever. But those morning rituals really tee up my day for success. Mm -hmm. So that's my most important thing that I do for myself. Do you, as you're practicing these um, ways of taking care of yourself, do you have like a check-in system where you know you need to focus more? Are there sort of bells that go off if you avoid them and you feel like you're neglecting self-care? 
Oh, yes, when I'm breaking out like I am right now, this is a clear indication that I'm out of whack, you know, and need to find, yes, that's, what about for you? We all know when we're out of whack. Mm -hmm. We all know our, our lives show us when we're more stressed, when we're overwhelmed, when we're not showing up how we want to show up in the world. Um, the signs are obvious, you know, when, you're, when you have enough self-care, you're open and receptive to the world, you're happy and joyful, you know, this you're is... Relaxed. You're relaxed. You're <laughs> relaxed, yeah. Exactly, and so it's not a hard thing to tell. But it is for some people. It requires check-in. It requires yeah. to stop and, and look inward and look yeah. at yourself. For sure. Yeah. I think one of the things I'm discovering is that like we're not all in the same space of awareness, and so it's really fascinating to look at who I was 10 years ago and my relationship with anxiety, which I didn't even really think was a thing I mean, it was just how I was you know I was pretty anxious and I just didn't even know it wasn't something that I would identify and I look at where I am now I'm like oh the check-in is important mm -hmm. but for some people who aren't there you know maybe this is the first time they hear wait a minute what how do I check in right right, right. so maybe can you even talk about what that feels like for you like how do you notice how do you notice how to check in? How do you? Yeah, or how do you, what is checking in? For me, it's slowing myself down and getting real with myself and, and looking inward and assessing all the layers. It's, we're not separate, you know, all, all, the, all the layers of mental, emotional, physical. So do you ask yourself questions? Or are you feeling through the different senses? Well, I'm more, and I'm proactive in a lot of things, but mm -hmm. I feel like in this situation, I would be more reactive. So mm -hmm. I'm listening to my body when it's speaking to me, you mm -hmm. know, whether I'm, sometimes I get really bad migraines, or in this case, like I was breaking out, like when it comes to me, I stop and check in and listen mm -hmm. and look, you know, and try to find what I'm not doing or what I need to be doing, which is typically like having more quiet time. I'm rushing around like a crazy mm -hmm. chicken with my head cut off. Mm -hmm but it will always show up for me. And I wish I could be proactive enough to check in before it happens, mm -hmm. I, but I haven't gotten to that point. So maybe that's like a step in the evolution. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. Our bodies are always speaking to us. Uh, yes. When they get really loud, like migraines, I just recently had a migraine. When they get really loud, I know for me that I haven't listened prior to that moment, mm -hmm. or I neglected myself or overrode something my body was telling me prior to that moment. So as part of the evolution, yeah, we get more savvy at, um, checking in regularly because our body is always talking to us for in sure. every moment and that's how boundaries work is listening in the moment to what your body's saying yeah because sometimes i think it's too late like i want to be more ahead of right. managing this sort of stress you know that it's yeah. not good for us what about i'm sorry renee i know you're interviewing but <laughs> what because you all you do a lot i mean you're involved in a lot of things and every time i see you you seem very zen i mean how do you manage your well, it was kind of like what Melissa was talking about. I think when you know you're in a place of flow, you just kind of are deliberate about the things that you're choosing. And I've gotten to a place where I choose things that really excite me. Mm -hmm. And sitting down with amazing women and hearing your wisdom is something that I'm so passionate about. And so it takes time and it takes effort to kind of line everything up, but it feels so good. So I just focus on that, mm, That's right? Sweet. And yeah. then I know that what can be perceived as busyness is something that I'm really 
choosing to do and I've learned mm. kind of the art of saying no which is so hard I feel like mm. as a mother and a woman and someone who wants to be um, fostering community and doing things that matter but I think being gentle with ourselves and giving ourselves permission to say no and not explaining why mm -hmm. really honors ourselves in a way that people can respect and that we first and foremost can respect yeah. so I really do or I really have learned how to tap into that and really follow um, the path of what feels good mm. and if it feels like scattered or busy or resistance filled or like it's not lining up then sometimes I'll just say okay well it's not meant to be right now and that's okay like yeah. you were saying both of you you know just being kind of gentle and forgiving and it's I don't know if it's a woman thing but I feel like we put so much pressure on ourselves you know to perform and to show up as um, a great friend and a daughter and a mother and just excel in so many areas that mm -hmm. I think we can be our own worst enemy by creating like sky high expectations and for what I mean who are we trying to impress mm -hmm. right? That's right. Mm -hmm. So it's a mindset for sure that's a really mm -hmm. good way to try to look like it's a you're choosing you know these things in your right. day and so to be joyful about it. It's interesting I just listened or heard something where um, being a mother you would think is a, a feminine like I feel like I'm trying to get more in my heart and be more feminine. I feel very, you know, large and in charge these days, and I'm, it's, I'm over it. Like, I want, where's my femininity, you know? I want to put some braids in my hair. But um, th someone was saying being a mother is known as being nurturing, but actually it's very masculine because it's, you know, you're constantly making routines and setting boundaries, and it's just rah, rah, rah. Um, we've, I mean, it used to be where it was more nurturing, but in today's world, maybe where there's more rules or something. So as a woman and a mother, like how do, and this is where I'm going to have to sign up for one of your courses because I need to get into my femininity, mm -hmm. which is what your Wild Woman Tribe mm -hmm. is about, liberating, right, women. And reconnecting and yeah, with ourselves kind of through nature because I think you were talking mm -hmm. about nature being grounding, but yeah. it definitely is. Yeah. And I think, Melissa, you probably have a lot of um, advice on the masculine-feminine yeah. dichotomy. And yeah. Femininity isn't supported in our culture much at all right now for men or women or otherwise. Um, femininity is the reflective place, the slowing down, the yin states, the, the solitude. Solitude is another thing for me that I, I put on my list as absolutely essential for self-care. And so many people are afraid and um, never have any kind of solitude. How can you love yourself if you can't be with yourself? I miss that. Right? Yeah. I have a huge requirement for solitude. That's good. Um, is it daily or weekly or? Definitely for me, daily. Daily, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I require a lot of solitude, yeah. To stay in touch with myself. That's good to know, yeah, I think um, last night I took a two-hour bath. You know, I lit the candles, put the music oh, nice. on, and it's one of those uh, luxuries that I afford myself. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone's in bed, everyone's and it's peaceful. They don't the need me anymore, and then yeah, I create that that space for myself. And that's a feminine that helps, mm -hmm. right? I think bring out yeah. yeah. I need more of those. I don't do those. <laughs> 
Thanks well, for the idea. It's however it looks for you, whether it's bath time or whatever. That's the like the typical mm -hmm. self-love thing, mm -hmm. right? The mm -hmm. bath and the candles. But it's whatever you need for you. Um, mm -hmm. So journaling, you know, mm -hmm. anything that you can do just that is reflective of yourself, mm -hmm. that helps. You know, one of my practices that I love, and this happened out of an injury, I write with my non-dominant hand. Oh. And that really puts me in... Mm -hmm. um, in a yin state, it slows me down. I have to practice patience and loving myself because the <laughs> handwriting's awkward, right? Uh -huh. Is um, yin a feminine? Yes. Okay. Thank you so much. I should much. know that, yeah, but it's okay. Thank you hear you. it all the time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. The yin. So the yang is the the masculine, oh. the going, the doing, the the forward motion. It's um, electric, A to B, oh. and feminine is magnetic. Feminine mm. pulls towards it. It's a different force. Not, one's not better than the other. You know, we all need our own internal balance. Our society needs a balance, though. Our society is a lot more masculine. Um, I mean, it makes sense, though, because everyone's yeah. just pushing forward every day. Go, 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 do, I do, know. do. And it's, it's a particular power. It's a particular way to do things, and it, there's nothing wrong with it, but it is out of balance. Mm -hmm. And there's not enough room for everyone to be in a yin state, to be quiet and reflective and introspective and magnetic. Hmm. Yeah. And we are already in so much of a yang state. Is mm -hmm. that why we seek the, the yin or that's why we need that's why we mm. crave it. Do you do you guys feel in your body that deep craving? I do. Mm. A deep craving for for more yin in the world. Yeah, I do right now. Yeah. I feel very out of balance. I'm way on the other side. I'm mm. yanging all day long. And we have to retrain <laughs> ourselves. Like I was saying, if I'm laying in the grass looking at the clouds, I have all this like, you should be doing this, and why aren't you doing this, and mm. this phone call needs to be made, and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And I have to tell myself, this is okay. This is more than okay. This is healing. This is necessary. Chill, Melissa. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the clouds. Look at the clouds. Yeah. Well, what about you? Are you? Do you feel you have a lot of femininity, um, or like imbalance? I think being? I've shifted more in recent mm -hmm. years, deliberately, um, away from needing to control everything because I feel out of control myself mm -hmm. to being more accepting. So I think it starts with the intention or the noticing, and then um, building in more of the the time to kind of sit in solitude and. Mm -hmm reflect and find that peacefulness. Mm -hmm. So I think it definitely is an evolution. But it starts with awareness. You know? yeah, it starts with sure. being gentle and noticing and saying, hey, well, I'm yanging all over the place. And <laughs> <laughs> what does what is the counter of that look mm -hmm. like? And what would feel good right now? Right. So. Well, being here with you girls is definitely making me feel feminine and yinny. Yeah. <laughs> good. Well, and thank you for being here. Um, mm. Before we go, I want to invite you to share social media handles, ways that people can get in touch with you or your businesses. Oh, yeah. I'll go first, yeah. Um, I, as part of my self-care, I stay off a lot of social media. Mm -hmm. um, and so the only way to reach me for consultations or education would be through an email, which is my name, Melissa at melissahite.com. And that's H-I-T-E. Um, H-I-T-E. And then um, I used to run a weekly sex ed group in Salt Lake called the Birds and the Bees. And so there's a residual Facebook group. If you're interested in sexually relevant material, you can find the Birds and the Bees SLC on Facebook. And it's just a fun I love it. place to find <laughs> that. Yeah. I'm signing up. Great. <laughs> um, and if you're looking for, um, we have an office building over in Prospector. 
We do some short-term, long-term. We do conference room rentals. You can find us on www.theprospectpc.com. It's a co-working space. It's a kind of co-working space, mm -hmm. but it's become more of like a close my door and get my work done space. Mm -hmm. But then you're also community, um, a community space as well with yes, art. Yes, yes, and we do have an art show, which we have every six months, and mm. we have one in October. Tomorrow. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yay. <laughs> well, thank you guys both for being here mm. and diving into the topic of self-love and the art of creating that. Thanks for having um, us. Wild Women Tribe is a transformational group that brings women together outdoors, uh, revolving around topics and experiences like these. You can find us online at wildwomentribe.net and also Facebook and Instagram. I want to give a shout out to Park City TV for being our media sponsor of the Ignite podcast. Thank you so much for hosting us here and facilitating women's conversations. Ignite can be found on SoundCloud and YouTube and Stitcher, and there's lots of other conversations with amazing women, so you can backtrack and listen to some of those or watch some of those and pass it along. So we hope to see you next time. Thank you for turning in.